0: Welcome to the Sam Says Podcast. I'm Samantha Oldsfry, the CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, also known as IMHIP. In this podcast, we focus on all things surrounding the Illinois Medicaid Managed Care Program. I'm the Sam and Sam Says, and today I'm so happy to welcome, for the first time, Ashley Gomez, Manager of Strategic Partnership at KayabaCare one of I'm Hip's newest trusted partners. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, Samantha. Thank you so much for having me and all the great work the team does. Thank you for joining us. We are so excited. I really am looking forward to diving into the discussion on closing gaps of maternal health through home visiting and telehealth. As a new mom, this is just something I'm so passionate about, fascinated about your model, Kayaba Care's model, and, and just want to learn more. Could you provide sort of you know, an extra layer of maternity support um, at or near members' homes. Can you sort of like tell us about what you do? Let's like lay the foundation.
1: Sure, absolutely. So our model, I think, is is really built to address the current maternal health crisis we are in and ultimately provide a vision for the future of maternity. So um, I think one thing that I always say is we acknowledge the incredible providers that are delivering care the case management programs on the plan side and those nurses doing great work. Um, But we also acknowledge where we are today um, and outcomes continue to get worse and worse year over year and disproportionately for black women and women of color. So our model really looks to reach beyond the traditional obstetric care and truly understand those drivers of health. So a few examples of highlighting that, that need to go beyond traditional is things like provider bias Um, strained resources in the offices and local health centers, lack of coordination, Um, and ultimately there's been a ton of buzz around social determinants of health, but the reality is they can determine up to 80% of our health outcomes. So um, I think because of these complexities and where we are today in maternity, our approach is to one, really integrate with the existing ecosystem. So we don't look to replace the patient-OB relationship, but we serve as an extra layer of support to build trust and adherence to that plan of care. And I'll say that we're a little bit of high tech and high touch for for our model. Um, Being high tech to us means that um, we're focused on building an infrastructure that supports filling in gaps in today's system. So in doing so, we hope to identify patients early, um, we clinically integrate with those in-network providers, and we use data from those providers to ensure that there's ongoing monitoring, we're identifying rising risk, and we're automating that timely intervention. So that's the tech piece. Um, but we all know the power of the provider touch and the provider relationship. So I get really excited um, when I introduce our model, and it's built around our maternity navigator role. So um Maternity navigators are MNs, are um, medical assistants, phlebotomists from the community. Um, we hire them and we, co- we, we actually provide specialized training on, on topics like childbirth education, contraception, interpersonal violence, and motivational interviewing. Um, they're incredible providers. I feel lucky to work alongside with, um, but maternity navigators are actually going into the home and they're building trusting relationships with moms. Um, these are the trusted providers that are also aunties, sisters, they're part of that village, um, meeting patients where they are in their journey. Maternity navigators, they, they don't work in isolation, so they're supported by a team of providers um, employed by Kayaba, so nurse practitioners, licensed clinical social workers, lactation consultants, and behavioral health specialists, Um, We want to be able to support moms and their personalized needs, providing like both clinical and non-clinical services along the episode as they rise. So if we identify there's a social need, we're able to close it expeditiously. If we identify a clinical need, we're able to be in that home and be able to facilitate a telemedicine visit with an MP, close that gap in that home visit. Uh, We're a credential provider, so we, we do focus on providing a simple- Reimbursement design with our partners, and and really, like you said, we're a home based extension of the traditional B practice. So um, that's how I would describe our model in a nutshell. Um, but I'm really, really proud of the work that our maternity navigators and our providers do because um, if anybody's able to take a look, I think it's really powerful the the testimonials that patients are leaving in terms of the care they're receiving.
0: It's just amazing, Ashley, and um, the work that you and your team are are able to do and as you said we we talk about maternal health outcomes we talk about SDOH or uh, social determinants of health and there's a reason is because mm-hmm. there's it's such a large factor in health outcomes and the outcomes that we're seeing aren't going in the direction we want them to go and, and we don't have all the data yet out of um, you know the pandemic and sort of the most recent years but I don't think anybody thinks it's going to be good. I don't I mean, nobody feels positive about it. And so I know that you guys, and and you talked about this already in sort of laying out the model, you focus on underserved communities. And can you talk about how your model affects maternal outcomes and addresses the maternal uh,
1: mortality crisis sort of in these communities that are hit hardest by it? Sure. So I I would say like exactly underscore everything that you said in terms of outcomes getting worse, but um, they're disproportionately impacting Black women. Um, indigenous women, women of color. So, for underserved communities, patients' needs are complex, and this is a result of structural racism and, and the lack of resources in the traditional delivery system. So, it limits the care team's ability to address individuals' whole health needs. You know, maternity is a time when a woman is engaged; they're motivated; they have extended contact with the system. Uh, But even looking at Illinois, black women are six times as likely to die uh, of pregnancy related conditions compared to white women counterparts. So um, we think about uh, hiring maternity navigators from the communities they serve, really diversifying the perinatal workforce and serving as that bridge from the formal health system um, as effective health advocates and educators promoting adherence to plan of care, empowerment, a listening and trusted ear. Um, while being accessible to patients to continue to understand their needs um, throughout the pregnancy. So it's reported today that um, one in three women of color experience some level of mistreatment during their maternity episode. And we then take a step back and we look at the perinatal workforce and and the lack of diversity today. So I would say representation and the ability to provide affirming care is top priority of our model and, and of the care delivery um, but building off that trusted relationship, we're, we're a compass provider, so that ultimately means we're able to submit applications when we think about federal programs, social service programs like WIC, SNAP, Medicaid, and, and track the status in-house. So um, we're able to really close those gaps, and when you think about all of the paperwork, the admin, and the hierarchy of needs, if I don't have Medicaid, if I don't have if I don't have a safe place to sleep at night, how am I going to think about my next OB appointment, right? So we're really focusing on that hierarchy of needs to ultimately say we can't ask folks to be adherent to plan of care if we don't really listen to what's going on in their entire life. Um, But I've talked about like the social needs piece. Again, I think our, our maternity navigators are incredible and, and we do have OBs and Ps on staff and they're driving... That specialized clinical program that's associated with high-risk conditions. So things like hypertension, diabetes, obesity, when we think about underserved communities and, and their lack there of transportation opportunity to, to a provider, um, food deserts that are very much existent in these communities. Um, we do understand there's clinical uh, pre-existing conditions that we want to really address a, a, alongside the social needs. Um, I'll add that the OBs on staff, folks like Dr. Fleming, they've dedicated their entire careers to maternal health and equity. So really focusing on that clinical program oversight to be affirming and to make sure it makes sense to the patient. So it's really exciting work that we're doing. And I do think that this is this is not a program for a healthy pregnancy, for all pregnancies, but we're really focused on those disproportionately impacted um, by adverse outcomes and ensuring that we start there and we build um, a, a solution that makes sense for those patients.
0: Oh, Ashley, I have so much to dive yes. into. Like, this was so, like it's like a program out of my dreams when we talk about what pregnant people face, especially Mm -hmm. if they live in underserved communities, um, especially if they're people of color. I mean, there's just so much. So first of all, if you are a listener and you um, have not experienced pregnancy or know somebody close, there are a million doctor's appointments, like Mm -hmm. a million, maybe a million and one. And traveling to them, mm-hmm. getting time off, getting to the appointment. You have to get there early. They're never on time. You know, there's all, there's so much. Right. And then, you know, there's all, there are labs afterwards that you may or may not be able to go to right away. Like there's just so much just on the clinical piece. Yep. And the idea that people who have more challenges, um, who have, are worried about where they're going to sleep at night or worried about their food, you know, where's their next meal coming from worried about childcare for potentially their other children. Um, especially the last few years where it's just, um, you know, pull your hair out maddening. Yeah. It it's not that these people don't care about their baby and want an incredibly, you know, engaged, healthy pregnancy. They care very deeply, there are just so many barriers to overcome. And so when we talk about sort of not being adherent, it's not not wanting to be adherent. It's the system being set up to make it nearly impossible for the most um, resourced individuals, m- much less take resources away. It's just such a challenge. And then you look at the community, um, like where they live. Do they have access to healthy food? Do they have, like, and does their doctor have time to explain to them why they need to check their blood sugar, why they need to check their blood pressure. Like, has it been explained to them? And then, you know, do they have the time, you know, from with the regular model, with, you know, sort of the regular medical model. And do they have the resources to just fill out all the paperwork on top of navigating everything else? The paperwork is confusing. I mean, it's like, you know, it's just so confusing. And so the idea that Care really steps in understands the community, understands the challenges, closes those gaps, both on a social determinant level, but also on a clinical level mm-hmm. is so critical. Cause I feel like, and let me know if you feel like I'm wrong, Ashley, but like, I feel like somebody understanding both pieces that is rare and a gap in the system.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's that whole health. And I think that it's even when we look at the data and we say, Just $1 in $5 in maternal and newborn care are allocated to prenatal and postpartum. So you have $5, dollars 50 are going to prenatal, $0.50 are going to postpartum. The remaining $4 are for that delivery, you know, the high rates of costly procedures. So I think that's where we start to think a little bit differently and say, can you change anything in that moment? No. Can you think about engaging early and understanding those needs. No one wants to miss an appointment. And so when an appointment is missed, that provider doesn't have time to, or the resources in their practice to um, really go and understand why they have 12 minutes with the patients who show up. And so being able to say, Hey, we're Kayaba. We provide this level of service and care for you. Um, we saw you missed an appointment, you know, how can we help? Right. Because likely there's nobody, regardless of your status, reg- of your financial status, of uh, of where you are in your journey, no one wants to miss an appointment at this time. And so I think that um, the way that we're able to structure our te- our technology infrastructure really enables us to, to be timely and to close those gaps. A lot of times I think you know, payers are getting this data two weeks in advance, even just utilization or two weeks later. And so I think really kind of integrating into the ecosystem is really what helps us. Um, But at the end of the day, when we integrate, we have to be able to build trust. And so we're very lucky that um, we've been able to display that. Um, I shouldn't say lucky. It's definitely our providers and the work that they do. But um, that's—I I 100% agree that it's—it's um, it's just a broken system we're working in today.
0: And so your miracle workers addressing the needs have amazing outcomes, and your membership is free. How how is that possible? Explain the fundamentals and how it works. Um, and then what you're looking to do here in Illinois.
1: Sure, so we are not a nonprofit, Um, we work, um, which works to our advantage. Um, With venture capital fundings, we're a venture-backed organization. We're able to invest in longer-term solutions, adapt our services quickly, and bring in that technical, logistical, and business expertise. From other industries to innovate in in this maternity crisis we're in today. So membership to Kayaba is free. We're very intentional about not placing significant financial burden to our members. We're focused on building a model in which we're able to operate sustainably through partnership agreements with our health system and OB partners um, but also our, our Medicaid and Medicare or Medicaid and commercial partners. So um, we participate with MCOS in value based arrangements. We want to take risk. We want to be held accountable in providing the extra support because what we believe and what we've been able to show is that in providing this extra support in engaging with members in a way that is very innovative, we're able to reduce cost and improve outcomes for our members. Um, So it's it's really exciting um, to not only have the venture capital and investor support to build a long-term sustainable solution, but also to be able to partner with MCOs um, in the geographies we serve, which today are Pennsylvania and New Jersey to think about value, to think about the shift from fee-for-service to fee-for-value, and and really focus on where communities start, which is mom and baby. And so um, we're excited about Illinois because Illinois was actually the first state to to extend postpartum coverage. Uh, We're now thinking, uh, Illinois is also thinking about doula and home visiting a bit differently and innovatively, um, thanks to the, the awesome, you know, government establishments today that are um, really focusing and making state priorities around maternal and child health. So um, from an overall regulatory perspective, we go into a market and we say, have they extended you know, um, postpartum coverage? Is mom and baby a priority? And then we start to think about um, players in the space that are also focused there. So clinical partners, um, that are um, incredibly instrumental in the journey. So we start development activities with providers. We also do development activities with our MCO partners. So that's why it's really exciting to, to talk today with, with you and your organization, because um, we, we know that um, this is a problem to solve for is primarily in Medicaid. And, and we want to support Medicaid moms and and think about um, improving maternal health outcomes in, in, in Medicaid. Um in a way that makes sense for both MCOs um, and and our organization, but ultimately for the patient. So um, that's a little bit about um, the way that we structure our business model today.
0: So much that I love about what you just said. Two things I want to point out. I love the way that you said that community starts with mom and baby because it does. And I, I just, I love that. And then I love that because I love Illinois. um, And it's just to state that there has not been enough appreciation for the leadership that Illinois has had, especially in this space, Um, over the past several years. And our elected officials, our policymakers have done amazing work. And we were the first state to expand and extend postpartum coverage for a, to a full year postpartum. We are doing amazing things um, to really support those patients. And, um, you know, I just think uh, Illinoisans don't hear enough about the phenomenal work that is happening in the state. And um, I think we will start to see great Um, outcome improvement in the next few years because of the work that we've been doing. So I'm so glad that you guys are looking to expand here in Illinois because we are an amazing, amazing state in this space. And finally, you can't, like you said, you really can't impact maternal health outcomes and not think about Medicaid. That is Mm -hmm. where it is. We pay for 50% of the births. You know, we're half the ballgame.
1: That's right. And I think that you also can't think about improving maternal health outcomes without partnership, right? So that's why I think we think about um, community partners that are already instrumental building trust and supports and brands with patients day in and day out, entering a new market, we listen and learn first. So I think that um, all partnerships, when we think about um, MCOs, when we think about health systems, we all want what's best for mom and baby and the community. Um, And I think we can demonstrate um, strong return for all of our partners as we kind of go and in, into new markets. So um, it's really re- Illinois is very exciting, and um, it's also exciting to see such a, a strong community within um, the Medicaid plans. Thanks to you and your organization.
0: Oh, thank you, Ashley, and thank you for for joining us today. Oh, such a fascinating conversation, and I I really enjoyed having you on Sam Says. And I know this is really just the beginning of many great conversations. There's so, I could have spent hours talking to you on this. Um, And so thank you for the work you're doing to address maternal health. It's so, so needed. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. And we look forward to having you back on in the future. To learn more about what I'm Hip is doing and to listen to other interesting podcasts like this one, we encourage you to visit our website at imhip.net. And don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. If you're interested in becoming a trusted partner like Hayabacare, visit our website for more information. We'll also be putting a link where you can find more information about the program in the episode description. I'm Samantha Olds-Fry, this is Sam and Sam Says. And as always, thank you for joining. And until next time, be well and stay safe.